Welcome to Transform Your Workplace. I'm Brandon Laws, and I'm here with Lacey Partipillo and Tony Reynolds. Hello. Thanks for coming on. Hi. Well, this is going to be a fun discussion. It's like probably the first in-person discussion I've done in a couple of years. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about burnout with the HR profession. You guys are both HR consultants and have been for many, many years. The last couple of years have been really hard for a lot of people due to the pandemic. And um, I'm just curious, like, what are, what are some of the things you're hearing from a burnout standpoint? Yeah. Fatigue, um, exhaustion. Yeah, it's pretty widespread. So I don't think that it's just co- people doing consulting. It's really just HR professionals in general. Yeah. In-house consultants, it doesn't really matter. But you guys feel it. You have felt it for the last Absolutely. few years, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> Do you have any like industry stats on yeah, like, I have, what HR Yeah, I actually have some here. So this is from... Expert HR, um, an article that they put out this January, um, David Weisenfeld. So he said that in a study that WorkVivo did, um, there was about 520 HR professionals that they surveyed. These stats are kind of sad. Um, (laughs) 98% of the folks in the survey expressed feeling burned out at work in the last six months. 78% of those folks are open to leaving their jobs and 71% do not feel valued in their organization. One person was actually quoted saying, I'm burning it at both ends of the stick day in and day out since COVID. I'm exhausted. We need to take care of everyone else, but no one is taking care of us. Yeah. That is, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. Did you feel that before the pandemic though? You I mean, honestly, I didn't feel it to this degree. So, no, I think when since the pandemic, HR professionals have just taken on so much more. We're supposed to be experts in things we have never even talked about or heard about. That is so true that there's not a playbook for No, and we were, like I told you, like flying the the building the plane while we were flying (laughs) it. And um, there were moments I feel like where I have felt burnout in my career, but not for such a long period of time. And I think, you know, when we were in it, we were talking about there's going to be a tail to this. And I think that tail is this compassion fatigue that so many of us are feeling. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of causes for burnout, right? Um, I think being connected all the time doesn't help. Like <laughs> for those that went remote, you're like on call after call yeah. after call and connected. Mm-hmm. So your your life is kind of like, mm-hmm. is it work? Is it is it life, my personal life? It's just all kind of blends together. But this, you brought up compassion fatigue, which is the focus of this particular podcast episode. Um, for those that don't know what compassion fatigue is, what is that? How would you describe it personally? For me, I think it's this feeling of exhaustion from taking care of those people around us and having empathy and compassion and care for the people around us that are suffering. So that could be the leadership team within an organization. You're worried about the employees. You're worried about the employees' families. And it it just weighs on you, and it's, it's really tiring. And there are, like, physical effects, I think, even to that. Yeah. I feel like... Tony, what, how yeah, would you similar, describe it but feeling like kind of starting to feel detached and kind of like you're working through the motions sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know HR people are by default pretty empathetic. So then it can be like, well, what when does this end? Like, mm-hmm. is there is the end near? Mm-hmm. So feeling a little bit just truly exhausted, like you just want to be done some days. Like what are some of the signs and symptoms that you've felt when you feel like this compassion fatigue or even burnout? Uh, for me, like a hopelessness a little bit sometimes. And uh, like really just ultimately feeling like, when will this end? Mm-hmm. And how do we stop this? When does it start? Like, and no one's there. It feels like no one's there for you. Right. Um, and so often I feel like we're 
we're not walking the walk. We tell our clients and we tell our people, this is how you take care of yourselves. Call the EAP, do these things, and then we don't do them ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, wow. it's really taking that in. Lacey, what about you? Do you think anything differently? I think it can feel lonely, especially for an internal HR person. I never felt lonely because we had each other that we could lean on and, and talk to. Um, I think a feeling that is unusual for me, but but I notice it coming up when this when this is kind of bubbling is, like not caring because yeah. I'm a pretty caring person and I'm pretty invested in the clients that I work with and the people that I work with. And when I start to feel like I don't care anymore, it's that that vessel is depleted. Mm -hmm. That's when I know, like, probably need to do something about this. Probably need oh, yeah. to talk about it. What's unique about you guys in particular is the fact that you're consultants. So you have team members that are also HR professionals versus if we're talking about an in-house HR person, you know, they're, they're truly on an island yeah. in a lot of cases of so the loneliness of the compassion fatigue probably really takes hold with them. But the fact that you guys can recognize it in your teammates too, like, have you noticed yes. it with other people and have you called it out? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think my, my director will notice it in me. He'll be like, I can tell you've had a hard week. Like you're, I'm, you know, the way I'm talking about work or myself is at a higher, you know, maybe a lesser version of myself. And then he's able to recognize that and be like, you need to take a break and step mm -hmm. back. And I think we do that for each other. Mm -hmm. Like when people are talking back, it's a lot of times it's like self-talk. Yeah. Like, oh, I messed this up. I did this wrong. And you can recognize that in your, mm -hmm. your teammates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And seeing it in client contacts that we work with, because yeah. we do wrap around and support a lot of internal HR people. And so trying to remind them, like, we don't have all the answers right now. We're getting there. And you know, having that empathy for them that I, I know the pressure that they're being yeah. faced with from the leaders that they report to and and um, trying to maybe do some of the self-talk that probably should be doing on myself, doing giving that a little bit to them. I think that was happening yeah. a lot during the pandemic. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. I mean, we talked about the pandemic and, and a little bit of why maybe it heightened the compassion fatigue. But I mean, from your perspective, what what about the pandemic makes you feel the way you do? I think there was there was well-being issues going on like we were really talking about health and and humanity and um, it was polarizing so people had strong emotional reactions yeah. to regulations and rules and yeah. people were being laid off and so employees had family members who there was income you know shortage issues and people were stuck in their homes so mental health became an issue so it wasn't just the volume of work I feel like burnout is more you know, there's too much work to do and and not enough resources. That's how I feel when I'm when I'm getting burned out. This is more the the issues are at a level where your um, your heart is like pulled, and I think that's what was different about about the pandemic. Um, people were suffering in some terms, like some people it was life and death, right? Absolutely, so, and yeah. people were really talking about that, and maybe those the like COVID itself didn't affect you, me personally, maybe it was affecting our clients and mm -hmm. to a greater length than it was us. So it was like, we were really feeling that and things were happening at a, at just a magnitude that was just hard to grasp. Mm -hmm. And I think the challenging thing about the, the pandemic is that no workforce and no employee base is created equal. You have yes. some that could go remote. You have some that had to still be there. And so as an HR professional, you're trying to support those organizations who have employees that are both possibly uh, remote and in person and the rules that were so crazy. And yeah, so yeah. like you're you're just you're all in, mm -hmm. but you're not taking care of yourself, are you? No. And you're trying to keep up with 
even what are the best practices. And then the best practices were changing. And <laughs> we get advice from, from, one, yeah, yeah. from CDC yeah. that's one thing and a lawyer that's something else. Right. And, um, and you were being looked to to be the one who could sort of synthesize all of it and then come up with a plan that not only was lawful, but also fit the workplace. Place. And yeah. the, that pressure was real. And, and people didn't always like our answer or our recommendation. And so, or they wanted us to say something as fact and it was just wasn't. Yeah. And so it felt like we just couldn't ans- get the right answer to the right people. And it was it just- seemed like the facts yeah. were changing like every week. Uh, always, so yeah. It's like you would advise a client on something and it's like, and how do you like, how do you keep up with that? You're probably right. just like, I mean, thank next? goodness we have a compliance team. So oh, that, right. that, that made a made a big difference. Um, and just the, the way that we share knowledge at, at Zenium, I think. Yeah. And there are, you know, resources. Sherm did a great job of putting out information. So we're we're able to keep keep up on it. But honestly, yeah. it was like day by day, what's what's different. Mm-hmm. Um, the the pace that we were working at is like nothing I have experienced in the you know almost 20 years of doing it. Like when we mm-hmm. dive into like the feeling of compassion fatigue is like feeling is, you know, for empaths, it could probably recognize this on a regular basis where it's like you feeling so deeply what others are feeling and you're like almost bearing the weight of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were there any specific examples that you can think of during the pandemic supporting clients, supporting your teammates that really heightened that feeling for you? I had a client that um, had an outbreak at their work site um, during the pandemic and um, 100 person group, about 25% of the employees had COVID. Um, an older workforce, some of them, it was not life threatening, but could have been. And so, you know, getting on the county's radar and OSHA's radar because of that outbreak, we had to report it. Um, and the pressure that the internal HR person there felt like it was real and I was so worried about wrapping around her and supporting her and worried about the employees and and also at the same time that that happened was when we had the fires here and so that they many of their employees lived in that community and two employees homes burned down and so it was just that for me I just remember it feeling so heavy and so um just emotional for for a lot of people and it's an employer that really cares about their people and um so everybody was feeling a lot at that time i'm sure you feel like there's you're not doing enough ever oh it never felt like there was enough and and how many times can you say call the eap and (laughs) and not not like like that's that's not not a great resource but like at the end of the day some of the employees just needed to like not have covid and not and And people needed to just wear masks so that other people didn't get covid at work and um it it got to be pretty exhausting for everybody involved with that like the other things didn't stop either. So like employee relations in general, it's not like True. we were only dealing with COVID. There was like everything else on top of that. So People were still fighting at work. Uh, unfortunate things were still happening. People were losing their jobs. So you're dealing with all of that on top of COVID. And it's like, it just felt like it was like uh, you're drinking from a fire hose, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And employers were still, you know, wanting to be strategic and and work yeah. through, you know, some of the the strategy and design of their HR program. So mm-hmm. trying to do that, get smart about how do you take into account all of this other stuff while we're building these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of that compounding um, is what created this this problem that we have and honestly probably still have. There are probably yeah. still HR professionals that have not come up for air yet and um, addressed what those feelings are, are really doing. Honestly, and thinking about like this discussion right here, there's so many professions that probably feel this. Mm-hmm. Therapists, nurses, doctors, like they probably bring 
the weight of everything that's happening home with them. But if you could speak to your profession, or even your practices that you use personally, like how do you manage some of this? How do you separate yourself between the consulting work that you do and feeling like I'm not doing enough or I need to be doing more and oh my gosh, they're going through all this and you feel it too. How do you, how do you cut it off? I really try to control my calendar and control like my work-life balance. Luckily here, it's pretty, we're really good about that, but it's making sure I'm setting boundaries for myself. And that's something I preach to my clients as well as to other people in our in our industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same for me. Little, little things like, you know, trying to make it a, a point to pick my kiddo up from school. So mm-hmm. when we were working from home, like there was something about leaving the house, going to his daycare, picking him up and bringing him, him home that like yeah. some separation. Cause that, that back to back to back <laughs> that got created where you're just being needed, needed, needed eight, nine, 10 meetings in a day. Um, it, it got to be exhausting. Now that we're in this hybrid, coming to the office two days a week for me is so good for that separation and and those boundaries and and i think the other thing is just talking about it i'm Mm -hmm. an external processor obviously clearly (laughs) so i've I've found people that when i'm when i'm having a hard time that i can talk through that with and we can joke and laugh and problem solve and and lean on and that i do think that makes a big difference I agree with that for sure. Having people you can like joke about it. I'm a, I, that's kind of how I process things with a, a joking mentality. <laughs> and so being able to like laugh with people, break that like emotional burden, talk it out. That's what's great about having a room full of HR people. You can actually speak about so the things. True. Yeah. I remember early in the pandemic, a lot of us were sharing like Instagram reels or whatever mm-hmm. they were called at the time, stories yeah. um, where you're like, they're you know poking fun at this, at the work, the work-life balance stuff and it was just kind of fun to like okay this is uh we it's all relatable like we're going through the same stuff together yeah so i agree like like processing in some way whether it's talking about out loud or sharing a stupid instagram like you know satirical things is helpful how how else do you guys manage the stress and the things that come with hr or just compassion fatigue in general exercise getting outside um you know getting help if you need it, uh, EAP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think even, you know, from time to time accessing some of those more professional resources mm-hmm. for me in, in my life for a variety of reasons has been supportive and helpful. Um, I think just knowing what, knowing kind of how I start showing up and when it's happening, trying to get ahead of that before it becomes really hard to dig out of is, is important for me. So I kind of know what what those, those things are and um, people that are close to me can help kind of say, like you said, your manager, like, like hey, yeah. Lacey, it's looking like you're, we're, we're not in a good spot. What do you need? I have people in my life that can help me be accountable to that. But, but trust in relationships yeah. is yeah. the key trust. to that. Oh, absolutely. You need, you have, you have to have that. <laughs> could, that's could go a little sideways. Yeah, it starts with yeah. relationships for sure. Tony, anything you'd add to that? I guess just, you know, taking care of yourself and practicing what you preach is really important. And that's, I try to do that. There's so many days where I'm like, tell my coworkers, I'm like, oh, well don't work till nine. If you know, if you're 
feeling overwhelmed and then I find myself online at nine and I'm like, I just told them not to do this. So <laughs> doing, doing things, things that, that like, like I know I shouldn't be doing yeah. and just taking care of myself. I get a massage. I try to Good once a month. Yeah. Just had one on Tuesday. Uh, it's great. So jealous. <laughs> I, I told everyone. It's <laughs> <laughs> the second time I've heard about it. <laughs> That's so amazing. Things like that. I just do, do things that you enjoy. Yeah. Is yeah. it playing with your dog? Is it with your kiddos? Is what is it? And making sure you're making time for that and working somewhere that allows that. Yeah. I mean, as a as a leader too, who might have people, you know, speak to, to yeah. people listening to this, like you have people who you write, how do you recognize this and what do you encourage them to do? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to record. I mean, I think list, build that trust like we've been talking about. Build that trust with your people. Make sure that they trust you, can communicate with you and are open. And then when they're saying they're burnt out or tired or listen, listen. Mm-hmm. Like really try to understand, like, I hear this person telling me this is really tough. Mm-hmm. So I need to see how I can support them and what that looks like. I think if you have regular one on ones with employees, yeah. you need you need a you need a vehicle and a format to get that information. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of times folks are are going to kind of come inwards and maybe not want to ask for that help. And so if you have a format within your one-on-ones where you're asking for what resources do you need? How are you doing? Yeah. You know, yeah. we we even in some leadership team groups that we did last year, we kind of did this thing where we were rating scale of one to 10. How's your personal, how's your family yeah. and how's work? It's helpful. And, and, and then kind of dialoguing about why is, why is family only a five right now? Or why is personal a 10? What's going well? So I think finding ways to get that information is yeah. is important. Also, I mean, we do pulse checks, employee surveys, like there are ways to see how is your group doing as a whole. Yeah. And I think when, when you do that, then you're able to build programs and find resources that help everyone. So it's not just the one-to-one mm-hmm. problem solving, but we're looking at it more holistically. I agree with that, yeah. So, I mean, if you do all those things, are you still going to feel compassion fatigue? I, I feel like this isn't going away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think you. I think you might, but I think good good habits and good practices can yeah. can help. I sure hope we don't get to a place where we were, you know, in the pandemic. And I don't. Right. I think the problem became such a problem because we just weren't prepared yeah. for it. And um, now we know, and and I think we'll do better right. if if there is a, a kind of more crisis situation where it's sort of all hands on deck on something new. Like you know what I think about this is so dumb, but because um, <laughs> hey, pandemics kind of rear view mirror, but now it's like recession possibilities yeah. Yeah. and you know tech, tech companies laying off people like crazy and the movie up in the air comes to mind with oh. you know george clooney anna kendrick people have always asked is that it, what your job no, is no it's not what your job is but like the, the cold-heartedness of of that transaction was always interesting because now we're talking about the opposite it's like no you're going to like have to help terminate somebody and you feel what they're feeling like you see yeah. it on their face like talk to me about that i think people think that sometimes we don't it's just like we don't care about what's happening and it's because we have like a script that we're kind of going off of but we are trying to be there for people and be supportive and it can just feel like you're not giving enough too and when we're we're called in usually to the worst of the worst like terminations other you know employee relations issues so it can just kind of feel like a lot Mm mm-hmm yeah, and and it. I mean, I think about back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when because I was doing this then too, and um, yep. it was really hard. And I obviously have a lot 
more experience now and more perspective now into what what that all meant for for folks that were getting laid off. Um, but I don't I think no matter how many separations you do or how many layoffs you're a part of, um, they're hard. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, I always tell when I hear business partners that have to go out and do a layoff at a client, I'm like, did you are you booked up after that? Did you take some time for yourself? What are you doing tomorrow? Like, do you have client meetings? Because you go into it and we're just so programmed to just we want to get the work done. We want to be there for the employee. And the kind of those feelings that pop up afterwards, we're not prepared always to deal with them. Mm -hmm. But then there's work to do. Yeah, so you yeah. don't deal with them. And I think that's when compassion, compassion builds becomes a, an issue and it builds up. The thing that I always think about is like you go through something like that. I'm like, you know, you're taking that shit home with you. Oh, and yeah. Oh, yeah. depending on if you have kids, a spouse, partner, oh, whatever absolutely. it may be. How do you make sure that there's time in between that moment yeah. where you're you're supporting through a really tough place and then you can separate and then go home and be who you are? You need to decompress. You, you do. do. You have yeah. any time. Otherwise, for me, it's like I just take it all in and I just like don't talk about Same. it. And I think other people maybe take it out on on others. Exactly. And That's what I worry about. Neither is healthy. Neither is, is good because that stuffing down, stuffing yeah. down ends up bubbling up somehow yeah i that's why i like i really do like to go on site for those because i do have that drive back to decompress and pro process it through my mind and just think like how did that go yeah. you know talk talk myself up a little bit too and make sure i'm feeling okay and talk to the people who i know who can support on it if i'm mm -hmm. feeling down because you never know how those conversations are gonna go mm -hmm. um and sometimes they can be really hard like mm -hmm. worse than you would expect mm -hmm. and those can be especially daunting when you're yeah. don't have all the right answers for those people yeah if, if business leaders are listening to this like if, if yes. you walk away with one thing yes. i just hope that like the if you're a president you're a ceo you're a manager check in on that hr person that had yeah. to do that yeah. termination meeting because I think they would be surprised because that doesn't happen. We don't get checked in on very often. No. Um, I think HR people are checking in on the manager and how that felt for them, them when they yeah. go in. You know, how how are you doing? <laughs> so um, it's it's hard. And I think even just somebody saying, "How you doing?" That sounds like that was a hard meeting, or I think it's been a long week. Um, I think even but that is uplifting, uplifting. At, least at least for, for me. Me too. Check yeah. in with me. And also <laughs> a thank you goes a long way. Yeah. Can we hey. can we please get some recognition from the HR people? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Thank you truly go a long way. We, I mean, I think we, we do, do get a lot of gratitude, gratitude from clients. From clients. Consulting, Consulting is a lot yeah. easier, but I'm talking more internal, internal HR. Like I feel like that was a thankless job, truly. Like people were like HR and all like you'll handle everything. Thanks job. It's true when you're in-house, like I'm an in-house marketing person yeah. inside of an HR company. So, I, I mean, I could be an afterthought too, you know, a yeah. little bit. And so like for most HR people, they're they're in-house and, you know, their business or organization does something else besides HR. So they're they're on an island, you know, yeah. they're on an island. They, they're they usually the people not enjoying the party. They're the one like running the party, you know, and I think people forget about that. Yeah. Shitty stuff. Yeah, well, like if there's a, literally a party going on, they're usually the one like filling the cooler. <laughs> That's, That's what I'm. I'm li they're actually the person doing uh, those things. So I think just giving them a break yeah, too. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to say on this? I mean, this is a good discussion. No, I I think I think how we ended this with like thanks goes a long way. How you doing goes a long way. Yeah. I think that that could make make a difference. But just take care of yourself and, yeah. and, and each other. Yeah, take care of yourself, each other, your HR people. people. <laughs> Give him a pat on the back. <laughs>
I don't know. A nice laugh goes along. With, laugh with your HR people. They're humans too. HR, they they are actually some, some of the best, best humor. Some of the best. <laughs> some of the most foul mouthed people I've ever been around. No, no way. No, not us. <laughs> you. No. <laughs> well, Tony Reynolds, Lacey Partipillo, thanks for being part of the podcast. This is so much fun. Thanks for, thanks having, for having us. It's great. great.